So ultimately, there is one expert on how your body is feeling in this whole world. And guess what? It's you. You are the expert in your body. Nobody knows it better than you because you've had every second with it. (laughs) You're the only one who's had every second with your body. So you need to know that you are the expert and trust yourself beyond anything else. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, How do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Welcome back, guys, to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Rachel. 2021, you're here. 2021, nice to see you. I... Started out a little rough, though, because <laughs> it's just another day, but it started out a little rough. Well, we've got our movement calendar in full swing. We've got our new life goals. <laughs> in full swing and we are ready to roll i guess you remember that there was like this old school podcaster that was like at the beginning of podcasts or maybe no he may have been a radio show host and he always wore sunglasses i feel like that's you right now do you know the guy i'm talking about so we (laughs) no casey Kasem. i don't know (laughs) Do you know what I mean? He was like, I feel like he talked real close to the microphone and he had like curly hair and he always wore sunglasses. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. Bueller. (laughs) But here's the thing. We do our, because we're doing our podcast remote um, because of COVID, we have, we go on video chat to do it. Because we must see each other. (laughs) (laughs) We have to see you. And I decided on video chat that I was so ugly today, so (laughs) ugly that I had to put on sunglasses because I can't even stand. Because, you know, when you're on video chat, you're actually just looking at yourself the whole time. Is that just me? Um, It depends. (laughs) I'm looking at myself the whole time. And I'm so distracted by how ugly I am. Are you little in in the picture? Oh, yeah, but I'll look. Yeah. yeah. But still, (laughs) I'll just. Quint, just be my I thought everybody did that. <laughs> I'm so vain. But yes, I have my sunglasses on. I'm ready to see here. You don't have to just deal with You're my ugly so face. Cool. <laughs> I'm pretending I'm cool, but I'm really just ugly. So as we move into the new year, and I'm super excited for all the things to come, but I did want to tell you your New Year's resolution i guess it's not really a resolution because you kind of like i don't know you well you decided to do it and then you're going to get some help but you are um you started your your teeth straightening journey is that your new year's resolution have straight teeth? no (laughs) because i started in 2020 oh sorry (laughs) but i did decide that i wanted straighter teeth well basically what happened is rachel got these aligners and her teeth started looking so awesome that I was like, I want awesome teeth too. 
<laughs> a tale of two sisters. You want to hear the difference between our us as sisters? So I do a ton of research. I read mass amounts of reviews. I get my liners. I follow the directions to a T. I I might have read the direction like 400 times. Kelsey does no research. Asks me, do you like those? Yeah, I do. Orders them. Gets them in, tells me, oh, I got my, um, I got my liners in. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, great. How's your, uh, how's your hyperbite going? Which is basically a mouth vibrator. (laughs) I don't know what, well, I actually did a lot of research where I do know what it does, but I won't bore you with it. But basically (laughs) it's something that you have to put in your mouth every night. It like vibrates your teeth. It helps them to move faster. And I won't share the science, but I do know it. And so I said, how's it, how's your, you know, how's everything going? Hey, you, li- you like the hyperbite? What, what is oh. it? <laughs> I said, you know, the little mouth vibrator. I, the little, you know, the thing that vibrates your mouth. Are you supposed to do that every night? Was that in the box? <laughs> I said, did you read the directions? Well, you know, I took Zero them percent. out. <laughs> Guys, I got them from the mailroom. I brought them in my house. I washed my hands, I sanitized the box. I literally took them out of the package and put them in my mouth. <laughs> Didn't even read a blessed word. Puts them in her mouth. Just goes on for days and days. Hey, did you uh, did you open the rest of the packaging? Uh, I haven't, uh, haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything like that in the packaging. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a direction reader per se. <laughs> God, you drive me freaking insane with that shit. I really don't. I don't read directions. I I put things up and try and put them together without reading the directions. Like this is uh, it's just two very different people. You know, some people you get a like table to put together and you like take out all the parts and like put them in like their like piles and stuff and I like I don't do that. I I I take everything out and I start trying to put it together the way I think that it should go together. What the hell? <laughs> like guys, I recently took apart my dishwasher and had no idea how I did it. I couldn't even remember how I I took it apart like I don't even remember actually taking it apart there was just parts everywhere <laughs> wait, did you, wait did you do that because TikTok did, did, did TikTok tell you that you had to wash your dishwasher did he, no oh, it started oh, oh, like leaking oh. and and pooling water and I was like I shall fix this I don't know how to fix a dishwasher but apparently I do so I, I did wash I took out all the parts I washed everything but it was in one of those like cleaning like rampages when you kind of like wake up and you're like oh, the house is clean and there's a bunch of parts everywhere. <laughs> what, what happened in here? This is just your ADD life. I don't like know. Like five projects people, are like half done. <laughs> other people experience that. That's just ADD. It gets wild in here. So today's topic is going to be about what we're going to, how we're going to combat the tendency for a one-size-fits-all approach to our New Year's fitness. So why are you making that face? I was squinting because... Why are you squinting? (laughs) You are stank-facing me. That wasn't squinting. What did I... I wasn't even looking at you. Why do you think everything's about you? I was looking at my computer. I'm putting my sunglasses back on. That's it. I can see what you're doing. You are stank-facing everything is about you, Rachel. (laughs) As far as I understand, that's incorrect. Well, actually, that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Oh, true. Oh, it is true. 
Yeah. So one of the things that comes up, all right, let's talk about Lizzo for a second because Lizzo is been, everyone's like, why are we talking about Lizzo? Lizzo recently had like kind of a, a news story come out because she did a juice, juice cleanse and the body positive movement that we are very much part of, um, kind of went after her in a way that said like, how could you betray the movement by doing a juice cleanse? And that was initially very confusing to me. And I think to Lizzo as well, <laughs> because she came out and was like, everyone sit down, how dare you? But it's a really important topic to bring up that why we a automatically assumed that Lizzo was doing a juice cleanse to lose weight, to be skinnier, to adjust her physical appearance in some way and how deep seated that is in our society that even someone who has been at the head of a body positive movement, we assume she wants a different body when she never even said that. She never <laughs> said that. Never even said that. And you know, so that's like part one of unpacking all of the feels that people had over like Lizzo's juice cleanse, which mean mm -hmm. it made people feel all types of way, yeah. which right off the bat, that's weird to me yeah. because like what someone else is doing with their life, making you feel all kinds of ways. Some type of way. Is definitely, um, is de it's definitely a phenomenon that I'm not, I, I'm, I'm having a difficult time with, but I also just want to mention, not only did Lizzo never say anywhere and that we were just assuming that she was doing a, ju a juice cleanse to lose weight or change her physical appearance or be smaller or whatever else. The fact is, is that who the heck are we to tell Lizzo at that point in her life that she did not want to, no, you do not want to do a juice cleanse. She later came out saying like, she had like a really rough um, couple of days where she was like drinking excessively and eating foods that she felt like were really detrimental to her health and energy level. They were upsetting her stomach. And upsetting her stomach. <laughs> yeah. So she said she's used this juice cleanse in the past to like as a sort of quote unquote reset for her digestive system and hydration when she really goes ham in the wrong direction to like hydrate herself and get her like colon cleansed out and like restart. Now, first of all, am I a big fan of juice cleanses? No, I'm not a big fan of juice cleanses for me. I think that, um, you know, they're not necessary in my life. However, who the heck am I to tell Lizzo that she doesn't feel like a 10 out of 10 after she does a juice cleanse? I don't know. I don't live in Lizzo's body. Mm-hmm. I think it was, it's such a bizarre thing that we all decided that what she does has an effect on anyone else. <laughs> like, it's the, and it's, it's a very common thing, but it's a very bizarre thing that we as outsiders, and I think the bigger social media has gotten, has been a main contributor to this, that we watch, you know, different people's lives and we see what they're doing and take some of those things as suggestions to us personally. And there's a very distinct difference there. When someone is sharing what they are doing and how they're feeling, what they're doing, like that is not an effect on you personally. That's not, that's not telling you what you should do, how you should feel. And 
or making an assumption on your feelings in any way. And I just think it's so funny that no one even thought like maybe she's doing this because she's feeling sick right now. Like that wasn't even on the radar. No one cares. No one cares how you feel. It's like, oh, you must be doing this for your physical appearance. Like the assumption there is like, I don't know, that continues. I get stuck on it because it continues to mind blow me that that we are so consumed with physical appearance that we don't even take how someone feels into consideration. Health is not even in the first 10 things that we think of when we look at something that someone is is doing. And I, you know, this brings us to really today's topic, which is that aspect of advertising and in in either like a, an assumed way or a forceful way that there is a plan out there that was created by someone else that works for someone else that will yield you the exact same results. And what we really want to hit on today is this idea of this one size fits all approach to things and how we might want to adjust our mindset on this because I think, especially going into a new year, that this can be one of the most detrimental things to someone's overall journey is the expectation that they can sort of copycat what someone else has done and will get the same results. And of course, this always ends in the same way of disappointment because um, you're never, ever, we are never, ever going to wake up as someone different as someone else, as someone on Instagram that we love and say, oh, girl, body goals. Like, it's never going to happen. We can follow their nutrition plan to a T. We can follow their fitness plan exactly. I mean, you can do, you can style your hair like that, whatever. When you look in the mirror, you're not going to be them. We are never going to be anyone different but ourselves. And when we get kind of, um, stuck in this one size fits all approach where we think like we can sort of see someone that has something that we admire or something that we would love, like a characteristic we would love to see in ourselves that we can just sort of morph into them by following their plan and stuff. I just, I think it's damaging, particularly to women. Yeah. I think I definitely think it's more prevalent with women, not that this doesn't apply to men, but I think it's more prevalent with women. And I absolutely know that it's detrimental and know that it's always going to lead to failure because you're not another person. You can literally do the exact same things. And we've talked about this in a previous episode where we talked about, you know, this isn't build a bitch. You can't look um, out at certain body parts and just say, I'm going to have those arms and those legs and, and those lips. And like, and then we will all just kind of like morph into like mixes of like JLo and Britney Spears and Kardashians. I don't know. Like that's what we would all just like morph into these things. But the fact is, is that you don't have the same body as another person and never will. So even saying, okay, well, I, um, I've seen this a lot. I am a taller girl and I am a thicker girl. So I will pick someone around this weight and that will be a realistic, and I'm air bunnying this, a realistic body goal for me because I know what's realistic for me. And that may seem like that is a smarter choice than going with someone who is completely on a different 
like a completely different like side of the like of body than you, but it's still not realistic because they have a different body. They have a completely different body. They have a completely different life, different like sleep schedule, whatever it is. And their hormones are different. Like even if you're the exact same age, you're not the same person. Yeah, I was, so we, we did a uh, live for our TTSL free trial that is um, starting on January 4th. And we did a live Q&A where like people could ask me questions about the programming and about our approach to fitness. And like I would answer them real time. And one of the most common questions is like, what sort of results should I be expecting when I start a program like this. And I have to always answer in the same way. And I know that this isn't how typically fitness people pushing their their programming will answer. I mean, they're going to say like, well, you're going to get extremely shapely glutes and a tiny waist. And of course, like you'll lose X number of weight. Yeah. Like those are the very, they, everyone always has tangible expectations set if they're trying to push a plan? So the way that I answered, and I think that this is really the way that I, I really want all people to approach their health and fitness goals is I don't have any idea what fitness and health looks like on you because fitness and health looks different on everyone. And there is no one size fits all where like we say like that person at that body composition, that's what fitness and health looks like. So I could never say to someone, well, you will get to under 12% body fat on this program. That would not be appropriate because that's not what health and fitness looks like on one person compared to another. And so what I, how I answered and I really think that this maybe can be helpful when people are starting out on a, on a journey is if you have good programming and good nutrition, what you will look like is the healthy, close your eyes for a second and think of the healthiest version and the most able version of yourself. So like this is a woman who could um, scale a chest high wall if she needed to. This is a woman who could run quickly from zombies in an apocalypse. This is a woman who could see anything anywhere and say like, okay, I, I feel confident in my ability to lift that safely and effectively. This is a person who wakes up every day with ample amounts of energy. Maybe not every day. <laughs> Most days. And so like, what does that look like on you? I'm not sure. But I can tell you that when you close your eyes and you think of your healthiest and most able self, that is how you're going to feel. You know what I mean? I just think that it's a weird and hard thing sometimes because we often just want to look outward and say like, well, give me something tangible outside of myself to look at. But what what is the most effective and the most realistic is to think about the very best version of you. And you may or may not have met her yet, but I, I know that you can imagine her. You can imagine yourself with 
tons of energy and no physical limitations and just a feeling of confidence in your body that you can do anything that you want to do. And that is what fitness will look like on you. Yeah. I think that's just such an like an amazing thing to do because we are so conditioned to look outside of ourselves for the answers and the approval and the ideas. And that's just become more normal than actually going in and saying like, what does that look and feel like for me? Like not only what does that look like, but what does that feel like on a daily basis? Like does that feel like energy and or does that feel like lethargic? And I think that's a really important point when we start to think about what does health look like for me or what does my healthiest self or what does my ideal body composition feel like for me? is a very it's it's a different way that we can start to think about what health means to us on a daily basis. What does that mean to me in my life? And what does that look like? But what does that feel like too? Because like I want to go through this life feeling my best. <laughs> like I want that's what I want. Yeah, and how many times have we um got into a place where we have been trying to emulate someone else or some or some body composition numbers that were sort of made up for us and said like, yeah, I mean, I can maintain a 15% body fat, but I'm miserable doing it. I don't have any energy. I can't lift like or work out like I want to. And so like, that's kind of like looking at the full picture, right? Is instead of just thinking of an aesthetic goal or trying to copy someone else's version of what their healthy body fat is for them, like really looking at what that's going to look like for you. And here's the other thing that I think we often don't take into account. You're never going to find, there's so many factors at play when we talk about what's going to be effective as far as fitness and nutrition, like uh, your age, rarely, rarely do we look at someone who is like, quote unquote, body goals and ask them if they're the same age as us. <laughs> that makes a huge difference, a huge difference. Your sex, most importantly, of course, your genetics. I am the exact same genetics as you. And I feel very confident in the fact that we have very different natural body compositions in our idea of what is healthy for our body and is it looks different. And we're literally sisters. Yeah. It looks different. It feels different. It And I love it. Before we started, like you brought up a really good point about mom. <laughs> so I wanted to say, I wanted to say that thing about her nutrition. Rachel was saying like, I know how I feel when I have a ton of like bread and that I know how I personally feel. And clearly mom does not feel the same way because she needs... <laughs> bread like, like my mom might eat four slices of toast a day a day uh, a meal maybe. <laughs> maybe a meal that woman eats toast like I've never seen a human being taken toast this way and she often says to me like you look like you need a boost would you like some toast 
And that so works for her that when she needs a boost of energy, like that, that quick burning carbs, like that kind of carb really works well in her body. And it does the opposite effect on me. Yeah, when you want to eat toast, I want to <laughs> take a nap. It doesn't give me a boost at all. It doesn't make me feel great. It makes me feel lethargic. And she's literally my mom. Like <laughs> she birthed me. <laughs> I lived in her body. We have very, very similar genetics. But at the same time, that particularly food that particular food hits us in completely different ways. Yeah. So when you see when you see or hear someone who is recommending specific things because it's worked for them, and then you are like, I'm going to eat exactly like her and I will end up the, with the body composition that she has, it's so unrealistic. It really is because now we're trusting how someone else's body reacts to something more than we trust how it reacts with ourselves. Like, And then the idea when you don't get to that body composition is that you have failed because it worked for her right? Like I, I know this works because look at, she did it. It doesn't mean it works for you. And it doesn't mean you're a failure because it didn't work for you. It wasn't made for you. <laughs> like it was made for her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's why I, I opened with the fact that I think that this is extremely detrimental because what it boils down to is that we can try to emulate and copy someone else's path to fitness and health. And ultimately when it doesn't work for us because we are not that that other person we are a completely unique genetic being we often turn that on ourselves and say you know it's because you are a failure it's because you didn't stick to you didn't work out last tuesday and she did because you'll find a hole you'll find a hole you're looking for it you'll find it you needed that chocolate when you were on your period you couldn't even stick to it that she never has chocolate and you are just an ultimate failure and it, it's always that same mentality of that of course the the circumstances weren't set up for you to fail you're the failure but that couldn't be further from the truth and i don't want this to continue with the self-blame because I think that it sets you on a track for a yo-yo diet extravaganza. And not only that, but just ultimately what that does to you in your life, the self-talk of like that I am always the failure, that leaks into everything. All your relationships, all your professional goals, all your interactions with other people, that self-talk is back there and we can't be our best self when we're thinking that we're a failure and that we don't stick to things and you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it undermines your trust for yourself, which is ultimately what this we have talked about a lot in this podcast. So I want to go like I want to get into like you we've talked a lot about like why that isn't going to work. You know what I mean? Like we've talked a lot about like not picking, you know, someone else's body and saying, I'm going to do everything exactly like she's doing and it's going to look like that on me. So we're going to talk about what you might want to do instead because we always give you actionable things to do. <laughs> Number one is experiment with nutrition. And I have found this to be extremely helpful at every point in my life. Okay, because it changes all the time. And 
I I want I want to emphasize that because I think we don't notice that something is having an effect on us because it didn't in the past and then we don't trust ourselves when we realize what it is. So ultimately, there is one expert on how your body is feeling in this whole world and guess what? It's you. You are the expert in your body. Nobody knows it better than you because you've had every second with it. <laughs> You're the only one who had every second with your body. So you need to know that you are the expert and trust yourself beyond anything else. And when we start to, you know, experiment with some nutrition, I and I have said uh, whole 30 is a great way to experiment with nutrition and I stand by that because I think that we don't realize how things are really affecting us until we start to clear out some junk. And then we start to say like, no, I know this is. So for example, for me, almond milk gives me headaches, like migraines. And that's really weird because almonds don't. So I don't have an allergy to almonds, but for some reason when almond milk (laughs) whatever process happens there, it makes me feel ill. (laughs) And there is no explanation for that that I have found. And I haven't looked very deep because I know that it gives me headaches. So I don't need someone to say, yes, yes, that is giving you headaches. No, no, I know. I don't need you to confirm it. (laughs) And then for another example is I have never been in my life until I was 27 or 28, those 20s, I had never been allergic to tomato sauce. I had eaten it in my entire life, loved lasagna. It's the best thing. And then I started developing an allergy to it. And I it took a second to realize what it was because, you know, you get sick one time and you start to think like, what did I eat yesterday? I'm, I'm feeling ill today. And, and then trying, oh, it was the tomato sauce. And then you do it twice and then you're like, okay, so definitely the tomato sauce. But I can eat tomatoes. Weird again. (laughs) But no one is going to tell me, Kelsey, you're not having these reactions to that. And you're not. I don't need a a scratch test. I don't need someone to do an allergy thing because I know what's happening. I know how I feel. Well, that trust in yourself is it's, it's a really tough one. And I know that this is, I can relate certainly to people who feel that their health and fitness journey has gone way off track. And how could they possibly trust themselves? Because they have, they feel like, and, and I felt like this in the past too, I've led myself down this really poor choice road, right? And I'm not qualified to bring myself back from here. I need an expert to tell me how to eat and how to work out because I don't, I'm obviously not doing well. And I, and I understand that sentiment and I totally get the inability or the feeling of inability to trust yourself, but I can't highlight this enough like Kelsey said, you are the only singular person that's lived in your body since day one. I know that if we all really took the time and effort and sat back and said, okay, what are the things that I know are not making me feel good? And like, yes, certain things make you feel good in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Overall, feel in good. the long you know the run. To that. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. We're talking about the overall scope of your life. I actually think that people can very much trust themselves. 
I think that taking that responsibility and power back is so incredibly important because once we stop putting it in everybody else's hands to tell us how to do things in our body, once we say, no, no, you don't have the power here. I do. I'm in charge. It takes on such a different life because then everything that goes into your mouth is your choice from then on. Not like his choice, your trainer's choice, your the Instagram girl's choice. It's not, they're not making the choices about what's going in your body. You are. And feeling that ownership and that pride of like, I need this choice and I feel solid in it. I think it really does help on the road of just like, success overall in just taking responsibility and saying like, I'm in charge of me and I know what's best. And I know that that just can be really hard at first because people don't feel that they're knowledgeable enough. So that brings us to our next point, which is surround yourself with good information from knowledgeable and trusted people. Now, that does not mean follow their meal plan that they eat. It means take from their knowledge where to get, where to start, where, where to get a baseline, right? So these are going to be people that you trust with your health and fitness, that people that you know have your best intentions in mind and that are trained in the field. But very importantly, but this does not mean that they are they are saying, this is what worked for me and this is what will work for you. This means that you're gathering a bunch of information from these people and saying, okay, now I can experiment now that I have this baseline. Absolutely. I think it's that's such an important part because you want to have the knowledge and then do with that knowledge what works for you in your life always like you take you can take knowledge in and then you decide what is good what is going to work and then you move forward with that our next one is to experiment with exercise and i just have so many feels on this because i think a lot of people who have dread for the gym and working out and fitness and assume that that's how it is. And then we kind of create this culture around like, I have to go to the gym, right? Like it, it just takes on a mind of its own where it becomes commonplace where this is something, this is a chore, this is not enjoyable and you cannot enjoy it. And if you do, you're a weirdo. Like, I think that's taken on a, like just a culturally mind of its own here. And that doesn't have to be the the truth. And just because you didn't like running doesn't mean you don't like exercise. Just because you don't like CrossFit doesn't mean you don't like exercise. Just because your Zumba class didn't work out doesn't mean yoga won't. And like, I just think it's really important to find the thing that works for you and that you find joy in and paying attention to like how you feel when you leave. Did Was that a good time? Do you feel better? Do you feel like this is working for you? Um, and there's so many different modalities out there. There's so many different ways to challenge your body that we just have to challenge ourselves to find them and find the ones that work for us. Just yeah. like partner, right? You try a bunch. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not sure. 
Try and blame, see what works. Well, maybe, maybe not. Either way, I think I I really love the point of experimenting with exercise. And I always, always say when people say, what is the most effective way to exercise? I always say the one that you'll do. <laughs> because I can tell you that what kinds of exercise will promote the biggest changes in your body and the most strength or the most endurance or the most any of these things, right? I can say what they are, but if you don't like them and you're not going to show up for them every day, they stopped being effective a long time ago. (laughs) They're not effective anymore. So that's why it's so important to always be looking around and trying new things and exercise because as Kelsey said, it should never be a chore. And when we are thinking about exercise as something boring or something that we're trudging along, having to do, put in our time, you know, I think that we're really missing the joy of what could be there. And if you ever talk to people who have find have found that modality that they love and they can't stop talking about it, CrossFit obviously comes to mind. Those are some of the most annoying people. The bar people are actually pretty annoying too. They love bar and they want to tell you all about how they love bar so much. The spinning people Pelton people, they are equally as annoying because they just want to talk all the time about how fun it is to sit on that freaking horrible seat that hurts my vagina. No, but the fact is, is all of these people are passionate about it for a reason. They don't have something that you don't have. They don't have like this weird exercise gene that's like makes them love exercise when it really sucks for everyone else. It's not that they've just found their love and you can too, but we got to keep on trying new things and even just reinventing yourself once you have found your new thing. Keep on keeping on. And like, I know I just keep on trying yoga, hoping that it'll stick one day. I know, me too. Come on, yoga. I really want to love you, but you make it so hard. And on some days it does, right? Like, because I'm a very like depends on the day kind of girl that like there are days where I'm like, I enjoy this. And then there are days where I'm like, I hate this so much. I don't want to just breathe. I want to run out of this room. (laughs) That's my yoga experience. Sometimes I'm like, why don't I do this more often? Other days I'm like, is there how many more minutes? I keep looking at the clock. (laughs) But that's telling me to calm down. (laughs) I don't want to calm down. I don't want to calm down. I want to slam some weights. But that's also why it's important to have so many different modalities at your service all the time, right? Because every day you don't even wake up as the same person. So today might be a yoga day and tomorrow might be a smash the weights day. And if you have all of those things at your disposal and you've been exposed to all of them, you can make movement work every day and then you're moving every day. And that's like winning. That's winning. Winning. That's what works. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's effective. Yeah. Um, the next one is to constantly reassess and reevaluate what is going on. Like never stop experimenting. And I know we've, we've kind of gone into this, but like factors in your life and your body will change your nutrition and fitness needs. They will change. And it's really important to continue checking in on that. Like you have to constantly check into your house. 
this it's your house and things furniture can move around and shit like things are a little bit different and it's really important to just check back in well sometimes the pipe's going to burst and you know what you can't you can't know always when these things are going to happen but if say like we've heard this a lot from people like i have a nutrition plan that in in a way of moving that i really love and that has kept me at a consistent body composition for a lot of years and then i went through menopause and i can't like the way i was eating before i'm in the way i was exercising before it's not giving me the body composition that i once had i mean how many of us are like hey when i was 16 like i could eat <laughs> Twinkies all day and be this body composition. And I tried that shit now. So your body is always constantly changing. So it's kind of ridiculous to think that we're going to get a nutrition or an exercise plan and be able to stick with that for the rest of your life and have it always yield the same results. So just don't forget to keep on experimenting and checking in because things are going to change your age, your hormones, your, it's all going to be um, factors that are going to need adjusting and tweaking. If you're constantly checking in with yourself, you can sort of catch that right away. I didn't always have an adversity to bread. It's just a thing that has come up the last couple of years where I've been like, wow, I really feel like shit on when I eat bread, but it wasn't always like that. But if you, um, if you have a really good grasp on how to check in with your body constantly in trusting yourself, then you can, um, you can catch those things right away. Absolutely. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And, and a main takeaway, I guess, is, like the answers are not in someone else's life, in someone else's body. And I really hope that we can stop looking at outside of ourselves for answers that are only in ourselves and like and only in our bodies. And just because someone else is doing something that seems to be working for them in their life and maybe they're sharing that journey, keep on sharing. Maybe they are saying like this really worked really well for me. That is not them telling you it is working. It, this will work for you. Like, let's just take those assumptions off the table. Like, when, especially with social media nowadays, like when people are sharing about themselves, like, let's not take it so personally that it's like all that that's exactly what we should do. And that's going to override everything that we know about ourselves and our lives and our body. Okay. So stop can get myself on the FaceTime then. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the other person. You should probably look at the other person, but you can do you, you know? It's not all about me. Everything that happens isn't about me. Well, this is very unsettling. Okay, I'm going to try to move forward with this knowledge. No, but really, I mean, you're like a Jedi or something. You're like a Jedi master. Like the answers are within, yeah. but they really are. Yeah. They really are. They've been within, they've been in you all along. So trust yourself, know yourself. And this is your journey. And we're just here to support you and be along for the ride. But if these are your choices and your journey and just live your truth. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, 
So be sure to check out constantlyvaredgear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.